Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 16, Word. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back with you guys today. In John chapter 1, verse 1, we read, quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, end quote. While the chapter heading tells us that Christ is the Word of God and that He created all things, without interpreting too much, I found a great message that converts perfectly into my thoughts today. It all begins with a word. In episode 10, Do What You Love, you learned that I love to write, and therefore I love words, and the power they have to create images, thoughts, and feelings. Words have power, for good or bad. Today, I want to explore the way we're using our words and what those words are saying about us. I think it's so fascinating that when I typed in the phrase, the word, in the search bar of the scriptures on the church's website, I find that exact phrase 795 times in the Book of Mormon alone and 2,627 times in the rest of the scriptures. Now, you may be thinking that that's in reference to the Word of God, and you wouldn't be wrong. Do those words have power? You better believe it. Throughout the scriptures, the people were told repeatedly to record, weren't they? To write down those words as a testament for those who would follow them. And P.S., When we liken those scriptures unto ourselves, we can hear the exact same thing, can't we? Can you imagine if Moroni, for instance, hadn't recorded those words that would speak to us from the dust? Can you imagine if we didn't have the record of Christ's visit to ancient America and the interactions he had with God's children on earth? Can you imagine where our salvation might lie without the words found in the Book of Mormon that testify of Christ? That makes me want to cry. (laughs) I'd really love those words, and I draw from their power every single day. I don't know what I'd do without those words. Today, I want to highlight a few ways I think we can use the power of words to work for us and not against us. 1. Use words to build others. Among those others that we can build, we're most responsible for building up our families, right? We are primarily responsible for the nurture of our children. Remember that little gem? Sister Rosemary M. Wixom, the former primary general president, gave a general conference address entitled, The Words We Speak. In it, she pointed out that in Helaman chapter 5, we read, quote, And now, my sons, remember, remember, that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, end quote. These are the words Helaman taught his sons, and we read on, quote, and they did remember his words, end quote. Even though Helaman's sons were persecuted and put in prison, those words they had heard had never failed them. Those powerful words spoken by Helaman gave his sons a sure foundation to build upon. Just like speaking positive and affirmative words can build our families, negative and labeling words can break them down. I know I don't have to tell you that, but don't you sometimes wish we could almost keep a record of every single thing we said to our kids like a recording? Then we could scrutinize it at the end of the day just to see how exactly constructive those words really were. Ooh, maybe not. <laughs> I remember when my kids were younger, it was easier to get frustrated in the middle of the heat of things, and even then sometimes my tone was just as detrimental as the words themselves. Nephi writes, quote, We labor diligently to write, to persuade our children, to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God, end quote. There is great power in the words we use to persuade our children, and not just in gospel matters, 
But you all know the old saying, you get more with honey than with vinegar. Powers of persuasion, whether we're trying to get our kids to clean their rooms or do what's right, are always better received with positive words than the negative ones. The best friendships, relationships, and marriages are a myriad of kind, encouraging, loving words. Use the power of words to build others. Two, use words to testify of truth and speak to God. President Dallin H. Oaks has taught that we gain or strengthen our testimonies by bearing them. Someone even suggested that some testimonies are better gained on the feet bearing them than on the knees praying for them. I loved that. There's never been a more pivotal time than these latter days to profess what we believe. Don't you agree? We have all been charged that when we've learned the truth, that when we have that light, we have a responsibility to share it with our brother. There is power from the Spirit when we use words to testify of truth. So use them and stand as a light with the words you use to emulate and profess that truth. Also, did you know that verbal prayer emits one of the highest frequencies there is? It can literally change the vibrations in your body and in the space around you. So use your words to speak to your Father in heaven, often and aloud. In the Doctrine and Covenants 1928, we read, quote, And again I command thee that thou shalt pray vocally, as well as in thy heart, yea, before the world, as well as in secret, in public, as well as in private, end quote. Three, use words to ask questions. When was the last time you were at a social gathering with people you didn't know very well or maybe even not at all? Actually, (laughs) I caught myself. It may have been a few minutes with the lack of all the social gathering these days, but I want you to think back. Maybe it was a wedding or a work meeting. We had that opportunity just last week. Don't worry, we wore our masks. And I loved watching our daughter through marriage, Heather, master the craft of communication. She has a gift of making people feel very, very comfortable. I honestly can't tell you how many people say to me that they've felt like they've known her forever or she's just so relatable. I noticed that too when we first met her. She's so personable and easy to talk to. I've learned that part of the knack of artful communication that she exemplifies perfectly is asking questions and listening to the answers just like she does. She uses her words in the form of questions that seem to just pull people out of their shells. And before you know it, complete strangers are telling her all about their lives. This power shifts the focus from her to them. It makes them feel comfortable and important. And who doesn't like being the center of conversation? (laughs) The polar opposite of this example, and I'm sure you've all seen it, is the show up and throw up. You know that person that just can't seem to talk about anything but themselves and their problems. Yeah, don't use that routine on friends or acquaintances or anybody for that matter. Use the power of words to your advantage when conversing with others and ask the kind of questions that invite responses you can learn from. Asking questions teaches us lessons in every field of life, doesn't it? Everyone has something they can learn from others, even if you believe you know it all. So let's harness the power that comes from asking good questions. 4. Use words to express ourselves. The words we can use sometimes define our character. For example, when you're complimentary and encouraging, people think you're generous and kind. When you speak hurtful, belittling, or demeaning words, people think you're not. When you articulate and enunciate, people believe you might be intelligent. When people use crass, crude, or sarcastic words, people wonder if they can trust you. Whether we like it or not, the words we choose are defining characteristics. So use the words that not only reflect refinement in our own lives, but are like a ray of sunshine when they land on their target. I saw a picture on Pinterest that said, Kind words can be short, but their echoes can be endless. 
Oh, that's my new all-time favorite. We all know someone who's been labeled as not having a filter, but wouldn't you just love it if our mouths had a real filter that nothing could get through unless it was true, nice, or necessary? Ooh, let's use that as our guide. So think about the words you use to express yourself. How do they reflect on the person you are or choose to become? Five, use words to record for future generations. President Spencer W. Kimball was known for saying everybody should keep a journal. He was the prophet when I was a child, and so I still have my very first journal entry. Don't worry, it was all about the things my future generations will die to know, like why I was sent away from the dinner table when I was eight for burping, and my sister Julie wasn't. (gasps) The injustices of my young life. All kidding aside, Nephi said in chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, quote, Having a great knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God, therefore I make a record of my proceedings in my days. And I know that the record which I make is true, and I make it with mine own hand, and I make it according to my knowledge, end quote. Don't we have some of those same credentials? We know to some degree the goodness and mysteries of God. Shouldn't we share that with our own words? In 1981, Hartman Rector Jr. said, quote, I personally believe that the writing of personal and family histories will do more to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to children than almost anything we can do, end quote. How will our children, families, and the generations that follow them know what we believed, fought for, loved, and died knowing if we don't tell them? Listen carefully to the words from the Primary Children's Songbook. How will they know, the ones for whom we care, that God is love and with us everywhere, that life is good with blessings all can share? How will they know, unless we teach them so? How will they learn, that though they go astray, God will forgive and help them find the way? How will they feel the Spirit day by day? How will they know, unless we teach them so? How will they grow in wisdom and delight? How will they choose to follow what is right? How can they trust the future will be bright? How will they know unless we teach them so? Recording our lives, our testimonies, and our guiding counsel can share the power of words for future generations to come. I love reading those histories of my parents and grandparents. They remind me of where I come from and that I have a heritage worth living up to. 6. Use words to speak to ourselves. We can and should guard very carefully the words we use to speak to ourselves. Now, this is material that could take up the whole body of an entire podcast, not just a clip in one single episode. That's why next week's title will be called, Hey You, It's Me. (laughs) Clever, right? And it will be all about what we say to ourselves and how those words inspire or defeat us, help us reach our goals or completely derail us, and how those words can ultimately bring us closer. Closer to our Savior Jesus Christ. We'll also discuss how the power of those words can literally affect us on a physical level, so be sure to tune in next week. But for now, I want to give you something to chew on until then. I want to ask you a question. Do you talk to yourself like you do someone you love? Do the words you use in relation to you speak light, life, and positivity and joy? Oh man, I need this one every single day. I believe it's one of those things that takes practice and discipline and the power to overcome our natural man in a huge way. I also believe it's one of the adversary's biggest and most effective tools to getting in the way of all of our good intentions. So I want to challenge you to listen to yourself all week long. Remember episode three entitled, Listen, ha ha. Maybe we need another listen to that one. 
Just know that the more aware you can become and the more listening you can do to what words you're using with yourself, the better you'll become at intentionally choosing words with positive power. Just remember, your body hears absolutely everything that your mind says. Do those words have power? You better believe it. So say what you will, there is power in the word. If you could see me, I'd be using those three middle fingers of mine spread just a little bit apart to signify the W that means word gangsta style. (laughs) See you next week.